Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to episode one of this new podcast series called Silence Out Loud. And this podcast is was actually created based on all of the allegations that have been coming um, out with regards to Michael Jackson uh, of late, I should say. So obviously it has something... Uh, has a lot to do with Leaving Neverland, the documentary um, that I think everybody, even if you were not a Michael Jackson fan, should be watching, you know, because it just, it's such an informative uh, documentary. And as Oprah Winfrey said, and I love that she said this because it, uh, I really resonate with it and it's so true, this transcends Michael Jackson. The documentary is not about Michael Jackson per se. It's about manipulation and the method of the psychological process of grooming an individual and an indi- and and not just an individual but an individual's family really. And I just think it's so important to talk about and I'm so grateful for everybody who's been so supportive with my initiative to create a new page on Instagram referred to, uh, called um, I Was Blinded But Now I'm Woke. Feel free to follow us. It's a collaborative effort. And basically the whole purpose of creating this new page, this new account was to allow people who felt that Michael Jackson did do these things that are being alleged and that he's being accused of doing, um, to be able to have a voice. Because if anything, what I've learned over the last few weeks is that Michael Jackson supporters, and when I say Michael Jackson supporters, I'm referring to those individuals who are supporting him today, not just two, three years ago, but today following the allegations, um, are really aggressive. That's what I've noticed, that they're extremely aggressive in their approach with dealing with individuals who are saying, you know, I have made the conscious decision to no longer support his icon and no longer see him in the starlight and rather I am now seeing him as an individual who molested children for many, many years and for his entire career, really. Um, and I want to discuss that today because I've had so many individuals contacting me and obviously this this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for them. Who want to discuss that? So I'm going to put it out there. And um, thank you so much for joining the page, if you have, and thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast, if you have. Really appreciate it. Silence out loud. And we're going to discuss all of this, really, all of it. So episode one is obviously about Michael Jackson and not necessarily about him per se, but with regards to his support network and the psychological effects that uh, these latest allegations are having on individuals who uh, once supported him and who continue to support him. So I think it's really important for us to uh, to cover both. So firstly, I want to discuss individuals who used to support him and after watching a documentary called Leaving Neverland have made a conscious decision to no longer support him. I want to talk about that first and then I want to to talk about Leaving Neverland and then I'm going to talk about 
his ongoing supporters post leaving Neverland. So let's talk about his old supporters, I guess, his ex-supporters. And let's talk about that first. So to begin with, I think it's really important to mention that there were the entire world, this is me trying to be as least biased as I can with regards to this situation. Um, So I'm just going to talk really, I'm going to try my best to talk really factual and not so subjective, really objective. So I think what's really important is that we can all agree Everybody can agree that Michael Jackson was slash is an icon. When it comes to music or being a celebrity, we can all agree that Michael Jackson, if not was slash the most, one of the most iconic figures in music pop history. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I think that is what is creating this I'm against, I'm for kind of war, okay? So I think it's really important to acknowledge that. So I don't think there's any denying that from either side uh, with regards to that. So what I believe is happening today since leaving Neverland is that the circumstances that have been discussed during the documentary are so specific and so not just from one one person. It really came from a whole lot of people. If we, we, we have to take into account, you know, the mother's perspective of the situation and not just perspective but the the parents not the the fathers we don't we don't see the dads in the documentary but we see the mothers and the siblings coming into play and discussing about how um not just how sorry not not how they perceived because that is subjective that is an opinion that is not necessarily factual what they do is they share their stories with us as to what happened with them with regards to Michael Jackson. So it wasn't just a matter of, you know, I felt like he was doing this. It wasn't that at all. And that's what's so important, I think, about this documentary and I think is so vital to the the legitimacy of this documentary that it's not about, you know, I felt like when he did that, he was like this. It wasn't about that. There were timelines, there were events, space-time events that occurred that were being mentioned that were being mentioned by their parents and their siblings that cannot be and have not been denied by the Jackson estate or his fans. They cannot be denied. Um, One particular situation, one story or one comment that that, um, one of the parents made, the mothers made, that has stuck with me and I cannot stop thinking about is, you know, all of a sudden I realised when we're travelling through Paris or Germany or wherever it was, when when I finally gave permission for my son to sleep in the same room as Michael Jackson, who they always refer to as Michael, uh, my room just started getting booked further and further away from him. Now that is crazy. And I don't understand and I don't 
personally believe, and this is a subjective, obviously, feeling and opinion, that somebody who has not experienced that kind of trauma can come out and say, that's how I genuinely feel about it. I don't feel, if you, unless you've been in that particular situation, you can't come out with such detail like that. And another comment was, you know, Michael was kind of ignoring us and we didn't know what was going on and then we flew out to the States and when we got there, we re- you know, the, the receptionist at the hotel was telling us that the room hadn't been paid for and we had to pull out, you know, our own credit card and we had to pay for it. And then when we were expecting a car to arrive to pick us up, we realised that it was just a rental car that had been booked for us and we had to drive ourselves to the set to film the video and we were like what's going on and when we got there we saw Michael with another little boy and he was treating that little boy and they were acting as if they were best friends uh, which is a position that my son previously had and he and and it's just stuff like that is not for me again subjective something that you can unless you've experienced it yourself can actually come out and say hey, this is what happened, I got sexually abused. I don't think it works that way. Um, so I think it's really important to discuss the, the the individuals who have seen all of that now, who used to support him, and after seeing all of that information, it's not a matter of do you believe it or do you not. It's I personally believe it's a matter of how can you not accept that that to be the truth? And and not just that, I guess you know, because everybody is you know, if you come in with a with a with a closed mind, and Michael Jackson will always be an innocent man, then whatever you watch, you're going to ridicule. Whatever you watch, you're going to tear up into pieces, and you're going to make sure that you debunk any theories that have been presented to you. Uh, however, if you come in with an open mind, without being subjective or biased. And you just watch this documentary as a third person. It's really difficult, as I am, can I just say. I'm a professional dancer and I have been for 20 years. But Michael Jackson has never been an icon for me. He's never been an icon. He's never been that, you know, bright light that everybody is seeing him to be. I I appreciate the fact that he has influenced a lot of the people that I see as that bright light. But for me, he was never that bright light. And so I came in naturally, as I do with any documentary or any movie that I watch, with a really um, objective mind as much as possible without coming in with prejudgments because that's the last thing you can do is come in and watch a documentary documentary with a, with a prejudgment in your mind that he's already innocent. There's no point in what you watching the documentary at all. And for me, it was watching it and going... The details with regards to the information that was provided was so specific to that of a, an abuse or trauma victim and survivor, you can't make this shit up. You cannot make it up. Unless you've experienced it yourself, you cannot make it up. And I believe that what a lot of the ex-fans that we're talking about have have come to terms with is that they've seen the documentary and they not only are a little bit older themselves, so they've watched Michael Jackson live through the, 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 the brightness and the pain, as I call it, 
they live, they've lived through all of that. You know, a lot of them have seen him many times in concert and they remember when he was first accused of molesting children and it was, you know, really hard to accept that he could even be possibly accused of such a thing, let alone admit to yourself that he was a pedophile. So what I think is really important is acknowledging the strength of those individuals who have come forward and gone, you know what, I used to be a Michael Jackson fan and I was all my life. I am 30-something now years old and it took me to have a child to realise what he was doing was wrong. Regardless of the allegations, having children sleep in your bed was a wrong thing. Strangers, essentially, people you don't know, non-family you know, sleeping in your bedroom with some weird alarm going down the hallway of people's coming, which we all know Macaulay Culkin has verified in the 2005 trials. So really, really difficult, you know, for those people to come forward and go, you know what, I admit that I was one of those defenders and I was wrong, you know. Not even I was wrong, just I feel differently now. I think it's really important to differentiate the difference between judgment and self-awareness. Because most of the individuals that I've come across have not been judgmental, have been really, hi, I don't know what to do. I used to be, you know, I was a Michael Jackson fan my entire life. I've seen him in concerts so many times. I have a tattoo of him. um, And now after watching Leaving Neverland, I just can't turn a blind eye. There's, There's nothing for me to support the fact that he was innocent. And I think that is such a really, really, really important thing that we need to latch on to and we need to support each other. And I guess that that brings us to why I created this page. Um, I was blinded but now I'm woke because I started noticing from my own personal page on Instagram that Michael Jackson supporters today are extremely aggressive with regards to how they're trying to support their icon. And I guess to sum it up in my in a subjective way would be to say that something that that um, Wade Robson said in uh, the interview with Oprah Winfrey, he said that the entire we were groomed before we met him is what he said, and I didn't really understand what he meant by that because I actually watched the interview before the documentary. And I didn't really understand what he was ref- like, what he meant, and how you could be like that. How you, how can a person be groomed before they met a person? Um, but after watching the documentary, it made total sense. Not because I was, you know, oh my god, I believe that. Oh my god, that is so wrong. It was not a biased approach. It was at a really deep psychological level where it kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, this is the impact that Michael Jackson had on this person who was molested. This is the impact that Michael Jackson had on his parent. They had a completely separate relationship than what Michael Jackson had with the, with the, with the child who was molested. And this is the whole dispute as well. This is the whole argument as well is that, you know, these children at the time, they were children, they did not realise that they were being molested. And I think it's really important to discuss that because that's what grooming is. And I've had a lot of people coming up to me saying grooming is a new buzzword that's being thrown around. And I'm thinking, no, I've actually heard it before. I've heard it many times before 
And I am completely aware that it is a common term used in psychology. It could be a layman's term, no doubt, but it is a common term used within psychology, in the realm of psychology, to discuss and to, uh, to describe the experience of uh, mental manipulation towards from a predator to their, uh, the, the individual that they are a predator towards, so their victim. It is a common term used. So when people say that to me, I'm thinking, no, it's not a new buzzword that has just come into light because of this documentary. It's getting more light because of the documentary and so it should. And one thing that Oprah Winfrey says about the documentary, when one of her opening lines in the interview with Jimmy and Wade is she says, this transcends Michael Jackson. This transcends him and I could not agree with her more because it really does. And what I'm finding so, so interesting with regards to his current followers is that when you say something like, as I've been saying, if you feel bullied or abused and you were once a supporter but you're not anymore and you're feeling victimised or you feel like you need an outlet and you're not able to, you know, gain that outlet outlet through social media because of his defenders attacking you and bringing you down, follow my page so that you find that you find that safe haven to be able to express your feelings because it's a confusing time for who was Michael Jackson fans. And what I find so interesting about that is that's the approach that I go with, but Michael Jackson fans retaliate or respond or react, I should say, not respond, but react to my comment by F you, you were never a fan if you believe he was, you know, guilty. And I look back at the comments and I'm, I make sure that I haven't actually, you know, made a biased decision myself and I hadn't. It was more about the me trying to be there as support and create a support network for individuals who are feeling bullied online. If we don't use names, that's pretty much what it was what I'm trying to do, not what is past tense, but present time. That's what I'm trying to do. Create a safe haven for individuals who want to express their emotions, emotions that they perhaps have never experienced before. They want to experience that and let that out in a safe environment where they know they're not going to get ridiculed. And that's the whole purpose of my, that, that is the whole, the entire purpose of my page. And so when I see people writing back to me saying you were never a supporter to begin with and I look back and I see that I've never actually said that I was a supporter, it's really interesting to say. It's really interesting to discuss, I should say, because what I think is happening is individuals who are supporting Michael Jackson, and that's where we're going to our third section here discussing, you know, the Michael Jackson supporters, current supporters, is that they're looking for a fight. They're looking for a way to be able to defend their ignorance, their unconscious ignorance. I'm going to say unconscious because I feel like nobody in their conscious mind would say it's okay to molest a child. That's what I truly believe. And if 
anybody believes that it's okay to do that, then I don't feel like they would be thinking to themselves, it's okay to do that. They would be thinking to themselves the mindset of a pedophile uh, or a predator where they're like, I need to... And, and that comes down to lack of self-awareness where they think to themselves, I need to get my, you know, I need to get my urges out and I want to do this to this boy and I want to do this to this girl and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I don't think they consciously think to themselves, I want to do this to a boy. Oh, my God, it's bad. I shouldn't, but I will. But it's very complicated, right? So it comes down to mental health, emotional well-being. It's a very, very complicated situation and I am definitely not a psychologist or a psychiatrist in order to define the exact ways that these people think but that is my subjective opinion that's just me based on everything that I've seen over the last couple of months how I feel um and I think it's really I I don't think it's a bad way to think I think it's I I think it's totally normal for somebody who doesn't think that way to go they must not think it's a bad thing because I genuinely don't believe that they would think that it's a bad thing. Because if you think that it's a bad thing, then I don't know. I'm, I'm lost for words when it comes to that as well. Maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but having said that, when, it, when we talk about their, the supporters of Michael Jackson and we talk about how um, aggressive and passionate they are with regards to supporting him... One thing that I've noticed is that most of the individuals, maybe 80% of the individuals that I've had arguments with on social media have been under the age of 20. And I don't realise that in the beginning and I actually, you know, was trying to defend individuals who wanted to use social media as a platform to voice their opinions about what they believed was true with regards to him molesting children and being attacked by other people. So I wanted to come in and support them to begin with from my personal page. And what I felt was happening was I was trying to protect these children supporting him and then it turned into me actually attacking children who were supporting him. Someone actually brought to my attention that everybody that I'm arguing with is young. And that's when I stopped. I stopped and I started making, you know, uh, I was very, very, very um, pedantic about who I was having a discussion with and the things that I was saying and I would look on their profile to see how old they were and and they were absolutely right. Most of them, maybe like 80% of them, were actually, you know, public profiles and they were young. They were under 20. And that's when I kind of changed the way that I started having a discussion with regards to Michael Jackson. And I really wanted to put that forward because at the end of the day, what I think is happening, my personal opinion again, uh, is that like Wade Robson says in his Oprah interview, the entire world was groomed. We were all groomed before we met him. And she says, what do you mean by that? And when I watched it the first time, I didn't understand. And then when I watched Leaving Neverland and then watched the interview again, I was like, holy shit, I know exactly what he means. The entire world has been groomed in a way to only see Michael Jackson as an incredible artist and an incredible performer who only had the well-being, the positive well-being of other individuals in his mind. 
That's what he made sure and his team made sure that he was seen as in the world. And look, there's no... Really funny when I say this because I'm like, oh, do I really mean it? A part of me wants to wish that he kind of felt like that. However, kind of felt like that as in kind of felt like he he really genuinely was, you know, he genuinely wanted everyone to be happy and, you know, he had money so he would share it and whatever, whatever. But at the same time, I have also made a conscious decision to accept the fact, to accept the allegations made against him. And now when I kind of, and this is why I said it's really hard for me to kind of digest what I'm saying as I'm saying it because when I think of all of that, that he's doing and like the extravaganza of Michael Jackson and the, you know, it's so extreme, everything is just overly done, like Neverland is this massive theme park, you know, it's, it's crazy. What I see with all of that is just a big cover-up. All I see is a cover-up. And so now it's really interesting to see how once you've made up your mind consciously to go, okay, I believe he actually did these to these boys and so many more who are probably scared to come out because of his fan base who are, you know, quite aggressive. Um, now whatever I feel like he, someone says he's done well, you come in with that bias already, that prejudgment of, oh, he only did that to cover it up, you know, to cover up what he was actually doing. So it's really hard to kind of differentiate because when we, when we start thinking like that, we're actually thinking just like his supporters. We're actually just thinking, you know, it, it's the same thought process. It's not, you're not thinking the same things, but it's the process is the same. You have been um, accustomed, let's not use the word grooming, groomed, you've, you've been accustomed to associate a particular person in a particular way, in a particular category, And therefore, whenever somebody comes out to you and you feel quite passionate about this as well and this association and this association, I should say. uh, So when somebody comes out and disagrees and shares their opinion, which is not the same as your opinion, your immediate reaction, not response, there's a huge difference, reaction is to defend what you believe it's not defending the person, it's defending what you believe. And in this particular circumstance, I personally believe that every Michael Jackson supporter today feels that way unconsciously because I don't believe any person could think, hey, you know, he did this to little boys and I think it's okay, we should all, you know, ignore that and just focus on the fact that he sang really well and danced like an alien, you know, something we've never seen before on stage, and I say that in a positive way, alien, okay? So I don't think anyone thinks like that. And if anybody does think like that, which obviously there would be some people who maybe felt the urges to do what he did or feels the same way that he did... Um, I don't believe that they're the ones that are on social media arguing. I think they're the quiet ones that are trying to see how they can 
unconsciously, obviously, see how they can utilise this current situation where there are so many MJ supporters to enable their own behaviour by abusing children or anybody else, not just children, but it's just, you know, abusing anybody really. Um, So I think it's, for me, I just think of it from a um, loving and non-judgmental perspective. I try my best anyway. When when people come up to me and say, this person's saying this, this person's saying that, and they tag me in things, you know, with the expectation that I'm going to fight the individual and I read what they wrote and I'm just thinking you know what we were all groomed we were all groomed and they call us ignorant they call they tell us to do our research and I don't want to be the person that says that back to them I want to be the person who says you know what I empathize with you and I could just be thinking it. it doesn't necessarily mean I have to say it to their face um but in my head I'm thinking this person has been groomed and they cannot allow this is where ego comes into it we cannot allow another person to come in and say how you've been feeling about with regards to a particular situation regardless of what that situation is um is wrong that's what i believe is happening when it comes to mj supporters uh they're just defending whatever they can they're, they're, they're defending however they feel with regards to a specific situation, uh, with regards to any situation. So if, we're to, if we were to replace Michael Jackson with something else, okay, with regards to, say, a parent beating you up on a daily basis and you being really quiet about it or a- anything really, anything that's kind of manipulative and abusive, and I guess the most obvious um, example that we can use is an abusive partner, where you don't, whether you're a female or male, it does not matter. The psychological abuse is a thing. It's a thing and it should not be ignored. Um, and just because it's not physical, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that it's not affecting you. This is where mental health is so important, you know, and, and why it's so important. Because it's so secretive. It's so secretive that people who experience it almost feel like because the entire nation is not talking about their feelings, they feel like they cannot talk about their feelings because there'll be no one to support them. This is a thing. This is a thing. And we can't ignore that. So what I believe is happening with these supporters is that they're in a state of mind where they are just on guard constantly because they don't want and they and this is all unconscious. And when I say unconscious, it means it's you're, you're, you're responding from an unconscious level. So it's an unconscious re- reaction or a response, if you want to call it. I know they're very different, but if we're, to- we're, we're talking about unconsciousness, if you act in a particular way while you're feeling unconscious, that is for you a response. That does not feel like a reaction. That feels like a response. However, if you are thinking consciously and you respond, Bond, I use the term quite vaguely, and you respond in a manner that allows your emotions to take control of the situation as opposed to your consciousness, then that is a conscious reaction to a situation. What I think is happening with regards to Michael Jackson supporters is that they are unconsciously responding to a certain situation where they feel like they're at risk. 
because they th- they've been thinking a certain way this entire time. And let it be known, guys, as well, that this is not obviously not the first time that I've discussed unconscious and conscious mindsets, okay? So I personally believe, you know, I, I know within my tight circle of friends, maybe one out of ten people that um, think consciously and respond to situations consciously. It is very, it's considered a very, very normal uh, behavioural trait and a habit to respond slash react to situations unconsciously. And that's why I've come into the situation and seeing all of this kind of gone, okay, I personally believe after having so many discussions with so many people that these individuals are literally, in my opinion, responding the way that they would respond. It's that whole fight or flight kind of mindset and they're fighting. They're fighting because they feel like they're under attack. They don't know what they're fighting for and I think that also coincides with the fact that every single Michael Jackson supporter, not a single one has deviated from the the, the common statements that were being thrown at, which is, you know, do your research, the FBI investigated him, you know, they were found, he was found not guilty, they're proven liars, all the general statements that we've all heard consistently from every single Michael Jackson supporter today, that kind of makes me think that they're not actually speaking consciously, they're speaking unconsciously and they're what they think is a response is actually just an emotional reaction to something that they believed in and have believed in for such a long time that they're not allowing anybody who thinks differently to bring their guard down and to make them think you might be wrong or you might wrong as in not in a judgmental sense but wrong as in what you thought of a particular situation may not have been the case. I think that's that that's as deep as it gets. And it's so obvious for me and evident that a lot of people think like that. Um, I have I've had a lot of conversations with people and deba- debates with people and not a single one of them have made me turn around and go, wow, okay, I might actually look into that a bit more. None of them. I find that every single one of them has been really aggressive and has turned to to swearing at me and degrading me as an as a person really really quickly as opposed to going well how about you look at this and how about you look at that and have you even watched the documentary to make your own decision and some of them even said yes at the beginning and then they were saying well where were their parents and I'm thinking well if you'd watched the documentary you would know where their parents were you would know exactly because it's all disclosed in the documentary so I think at the end of the day, um, I don't know how far we've gone into this this podcast, but I think it's a really good starting point for us. Um, I definitely want to talk about it more. I want everybody else to talk about it more as well and I want everybody to feel like they feel safe enough to talk about it because you not only have my support, you there is an entire, you know, army behind you and I don't mean that, again, in a kind of judgmental way towards people who are supporting Michael Jackson because I feel like that like what I said the the entire world was groomed in such a manipulative way that this might be the biggest 
emotional scandal to have ever hit pop culture. We've seen little things like this, obviously, R. Kelly and, and, and people that might be similar to his situation, but this might be because he's seen as the king of pop. Michael Jackson is seen as the king of pop to today. He's been dead for almost 10 years and he's still considered the king of pop and anyone who is now crowned as a queen or king of pop now swears that they learned everything that they know from him. So I don't think in 10 years there's ever going to be a time where we're going to look back and go, he was never the king of pop. Because if we look at him and we isolate him and and keep him separate from the person that we believe he was, for all those people that are listening to this, um, he was the king of pop. He was such an incredible individual. And even for me, like for somebody who can... um, do that many pirouettes, well, without his leg, obviously, but he, he, he can do the, the five, six spins in one go. Like, I'm just like, how? How? As a dancer myself, I'm thinking, how? How does he even do that? Like, I can do three at the most. How can he do, like, five or six with no momentum, hardly any momentum? So it's really hard for us to kind of look at that and go, he was amazing, but he raped children. I think that is a fair statement and I think that's a really nice way to end the podcast today because I want everybody to kind of think of the people, the person you were before you decided to think, to to say to yourself, he abused children. That's how you thought. And for me personally, for someone who is an all-round artist, singer, rapper, dancer who was never influenced by Michael Jackson but was influenced by his legacy, so people that kind of were influenced by him. Um, If I watch him now, it's really hard for me to turn away because he was so incredible on the stage. So I want you all to kind of look at his supporters today who I know are really aggressive, I know say the wrong thing to you, to bring you down, but I want you to look at them the way you would have looked at yourself three months ago. If you are younger than I am and younger than most of the demographic that this is, you know, uh, reaching out to, I want you to think of all the posters you had up on your wall as a child, as a teenager last week that you've recently pulled down and I want you to revisit that person, that mindset that you had back then about how much of an incredible human being it was, he was, because he truly was when it came to performance. He really was. And I'm not one to say he was a shit performer because of what he did. Obviously not. This is, like Oprah said, this transcends Michael Jackson. It's not about his performance style. It's about emotional and mental manipulation of a predator, regardless of who the predator is. That's what this is about. So don't feel ashamed if you have the, uh, the, 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 um, the feeling of wanting to put him on YouTube and watch him dance on stage and cry while you watch it going, how could I have loved you for such a long time? How could you have done this to children? Don't feel ashamed to do that. There is nothing wrong with you doing that. Just because you believe now that he has done this to children, it doesn't mean you have to be anti-Michael Jackson. It does not mean that and I don't want anyone to feel like that. 
that defies the purpose of why we're here. Okay, so don't feel ashamed about that. You're allowed to cry. And if anything, I, I, I you know, endorse crying. I, in, I want you to, if, that, if that's how, if that's part of your healing process, to watch him on stage and go, I can't believe I saw you live. I can't believe I've paid so much money. I can't believe I waited in line. I can't believe I've, you know, I've memorized your moves and your song and your lyrics and all of this, like, if that's what it takes for you to be able to take that next step forward to accepting and accepting yourself and allowing yourself to be content and to be okay with the fact that you have acknowledged all of this information, which is a lot of information, do it. Do it. There is nothing wrong with it. I encourage it 100%. If you feel like putting Michael Jackson's concert on YouTube and watching it from start till end and rewinding particular sections over and over and over and over, over again where you look at the time and you realise it's been three hours past, do it. Do it. There is nothing wrong with that. I guess my aim now is for everybody to emotionally feel okay in ten years or in five years so that when they do play Michael Jackson on YouTube or wherever it may be, there is no emotional connection. There is no emotional attachment. You can watch it and you can turn it off halfway and go, what a fallen hero. That's what, that's my aim, for you to have no attachment. And we can, you know, that, that's wrapping up the, the podcast for today, but I want you to be able to replace Michael Jackson's name throughout this entire podcast with anybody's name. Anybody's name or even just predator or abuser. Because, like Oprah said, this transcend, transcends Michael Jackson. It's not about him in particular. It's about the entire nation not being able to accept another person's difference of opinion that they themselves have been feeling for such a long time. They can't accept it themselves that somebody else is, is saying, you might be wrong. So I want you to go home with that and I want you to think about that. And I know a lot of you wanted me to talk about Latoya and Janet and I will get to that but maybe for next session. But today I just kind of want more of an introduction. Um, I don't want you to feel bad for still having loving feelings attached to his celebrity and his icon because he will forever be an icon in the dance and music industry. He will forever but there'll always be that addition that we can watch him perform on stage in a remarkable manner that we've not seen anybody since then perform. But we cannot forget the fact that when he went home, he had at least one child to molest. And that's where it comes down to no longer separating the artist from the individual that they were, okay? And we will talk more about that in the next episode. How can we slash and remove idolising people? And, again, it comes down to psychology. So I guess that's what this is about, all right? So peace and love to all. Any questions, hit me up. I respond to everybody. Don't feel abused. Don't feel harassed. Please don't encourage that behaviour. If you see harassment, you see, you know, and you just want to go and just scream, don't do it. Scream on the private page that I've created for us all, okay? Scream to all of us 
so that you've got people, like-minded individuals to come and help and support you as opposed to people who don't feel the same way about you uh, as you do, sorry, because the last thing you want is to start yelling and screaming to somebody who does not think the same way because they're just going to do it back to you, all right? So the whole point of this and my my entire purpose is to make you feel safe and calm and okay and content and continue to love yourself and do not feel any shame for how you feel. You've come so far and you've come so much further than anybody will ever come and you should congratulate yourself, okay? Peace and love to all. Mwah.